My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to see you. I can't physically see you, but I have faith that you are there. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We are live on the air. So glad that you joined me. This is The Art of Attraction. I am your host, Domini Drew. Uh, And if you're not familiar with my podcast, then by all means, welcome. Uh, This is a place where we explore the deeper... Uh, psychological and beyond all the way to energetic ways in which we hold ourselves back from what we want. Okay. And I work specifically with dating uh, at the moment, but you know, really the work doesn't have anything to do with that. It's it's those deeper ways in which we self-sabotage in every single area of my life. And I just use dating as a springboard. So for today, I really want to start talking about the art of effortlessness. Okay. There's a real thing here. All right. The art of effortlessness is a real thing um, that I've been really quite fascinated with lately. And it's it's the kind of angle to this work uh, that's a little bit more advanced. Okay. So we can talk about your dating problems. We can talk about anxiety. We can talk about fear of rejection. And I have. So please check out those episodes. Um, the anxiety episode is uh, you know, really quite groundbreaking in a lot of ways. There, there are ways to deal with it. Anxiety does not need to be something that you deal with, you know, every single day for forever. But there are a lot of people um, who study that area of life who, who disagree with that, okay? And so, um, and that's fine. Everybody's got their, uh, you know, their opinion. My experience in 15 years of doing this work is that anxiety is something that would can pretty much completely be solved, you know, uh, drug-free, really. Um, And that has to do with going down into the body, right? You really got to be here for this shit. This is not for the the faint of heart, okay? This is not for, um, you know, people who want to read a self-help book and learn some interesting information about themselves, but not really notice any real change in their life, right? This is about people who are willing to dive down, really get real and get raw, um, be present in their bodies and that might, you know, not be really a statement that makes a lot of sense to you, but that is something that um, people, you know, is, is, is really quite difficult for a lot of people to do, okay? Because of these traumatic experiences that we have in childhood, and everyone has them. So if you're thinking to yourself that, you know, don't worry, I haven't had any a traumatic childhood, I had the perfect childhood, it does not matter, okay? You came out of it with a kind of wounding, a kind of um, survival pattern that operates in your own system every single day, okay? Every single day, every way that, um, you know, in ways that you don't even realize. It's keeping you single. It's keeping you in the job you don't like. It's keeping your self-confidence from being where it can be. Uh, It's keeping your happiness down, okay? And so we're still operating as if we're (laughs) we're little children in a lot of ways, okay? Okay. Um, we operate as though we're, we're under fire, right? As soon as we, the system starts to get overwhelmed, as soon as we get scared, as soon as we see an attractive woman approaching, all of a sudden, you know, oh man, she's going to reject me. There's something wrong with me. It's like, whoa, she just walked in the door, man. She just walked in the door and you've got this whole story going on, right? Can you, can you collaborate with that? Like, can you commiserate with that? Like this is, this is, I talk to a lot of single men because that's again, where I, where I focus this work. Um, and it's really about that, um, you know, that reaction that you have, right? It's about that, um, 
the, the panic that you get into, the story that you tell yourself about what's going to happen. Spoiler alert, you don't know what's going to happen. By definition, I don't need to know you. I don't even know, need to know the situation. I will tell you here and now, you don't know what's going to happen because it flat out hasn't happened yet. Okay? So if you think that you do, if you think, oh man, I know how she's going to react because other people have reacted in the past, that is you perpetuating those past patterns that you don't want to perpetuate. Okay? Bam. Self-sabotage right there. I'm just going to go right into it. <laughs> And you know, I I run uh, I run programs where I train people with live coaching to to recognize and find these underlying patterns. Okay, and this is you guys going to be super honest with you. I've done this work for fifteen years. I've studied a lot of modalities. This is the single most powerful thing that you can do. Okay, the work is permanent. Every breakthrough that a client makes with me, it is made. It is done. They will have that breakthrough until they die. Period. Okay, because what you're doing is you're awakening, right? You're waking up, you're seeing things differently, you're gaining perspective, and you can't really undo that. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't um, unbe aware of something, right? You can forget something, but not in this world. You, you've seen the reality. And so there's really no going backwards, right? And so this work is, is permanent. And the breakthroughs that my clients see only because I'm really quite direct, you know, and, and I've got some magic in me, if, if we're super honest, right? Um, you know, and so I, and so I, I get with my, with my clients, they come to me, they're like, I don't know why, but I just can't seem to attract uh, the right women, right? I attract the wrong ones. They're mean to me. They abuse me or I get bored with them or they're bored with me or it just never seems to last and I don't know why. And so all of these things um, have reasons underneath the surface, okay? And they exist very deep and they're from childhood and sometimes they're from before, but that's really beyond the scope of this podcast, okay? So essentially, you know, things happen in childhood that cause you to kind of armor up emotionally, energetically even, right? Um, and that affects your body. Do you have a hard time losing weight? Do you have sort of like a, you know, a kind of a heavy body or like a sort of a down feel to your, um, to your energy all the time and you can't seem to keep your energy up? You can't seem to stay happy and content, right? These are the kinds of things I help you with. How, what does that have to do with dating? That shit will keep you single. Are you kidding me? Right? She can feel that. And if you're a woman listening to this, the men can feel that. People can feel what it is that's going on. Right? So if you're carrying around a belief, whether it's conscious or not, almost especially if it's subconscious, um, that, um, of, you know, that says, I'm not good enough, then no matter how charming you seem to be, no matter how much you study pickup artist skills, you know, or, um, you know, techniques or tips and tricks, right? No matter how much you pretend that you have confidence, if you have that underlying belief, that will communicate because that's what you really know to be true. The rest is you're like, I'll try this technique, but it's not going to work because I'm not good enough. Okay? That is so powerful. You know, the fact that, that people have a hard time believing that we create our own reality, this is how we create our own reality, period. And I get it. There's some objective reality that, that we all have access to, and, and, and that's fair. But it's not nearly as much as you think. It's probably about 5 to 10% of your experience of reality. The rest is made the fuck up in your head. So... If you see that as, as bad news, check yourself because that's the best news you've heard all day. The fact of the matter is if you are responsible for 95% of your own life experience, that means it's within your power to fix. You can do something now with 95% of your life experience. So if your life experience is being rejected by women, then 95% of that is within your, your power to fix. That's great. That means when you, let's say, come work with me and we solve this issue for you in a matter of weeks or months instead of years or not at all, then, then what happens is, you know, you're able to, you know, you approach 100 women 
you know, you've, you've changed the outcome of 95% of those, right? So some women still may not have legitimate interest in you, but you'll be able to approach confidently. You'll be able to separate how you feel about yourself from how she feels about you. And that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about today. Okay. Um, so effortlessness comes when you've cleared these traumas, right? When you've recognized, you've found them and you've allowed them to move because they've stayed kind of frozen in your system since you were a kid. Okay. They're just frozen there. They're just sitting there and they're operating at a hundred percent capacity without you even realizing it. Okay. That is huge. So essentially, you could say that that part of you is on autopilot. You don't know why they're rejecting you. You just know that you're getting rejected all the fucking time. But you're a great guy. And, you know, you, you're, you're nice. You're sweet. You, you know, care. You've got a lot of love to give. You don't want to be alone forever. L- way shittier people than you are in relationships, right? Why? Because their limiting beliefs don't affect them in this area. Now, those people have issues in other areas, but if you're at home lonely, that may not be a whole lot of consolation. You know what I mean? So effortlessness comes when you allow it, essentially. And the first step is to kind of accept where you are. Okay? So let's go ahead and dive right in. So so what is it that makes dating so hard, right? You're on this podcast. You're like, fuck, women just, it just keeps not working out. For whatever reason, whatever problem you have, it is fixable. I have solved them all because they all come down to one of these underlying beliefs, okay? So what makes dating so hard? Fucking getting in your own way. That is the number one thing that makes dating so difficult, okay? And that is huge. Um, you know, if you weren't in your own way, your dating life would be a very, very, very different world. Okay, again, 95%. Think about if your dating life were 95% better, how much happier would you be right now? How much more confident would you be? Right? How much more would you like yourself? How much more would you like the world around you? How much more patience would you have with the people around you? How would you reprioritize your life if you weren't sitting at home lonely every night? What if you reprioritized it now? Right? What if you reprioritized it even though your dating life isn't going the way you want? This is how we turn it around, but we'll get to that in a minute, okay? In a while. So, so why is dating so hard? Getting in your own way. Number one, how do we get in our own way? Let's talk about the most popular ways, okay? One is, uh, so, so this is essentially self-sabotage, right? And the whole thing is self-sabotage. The fact of the matter is anything that you want that you don't have on some level, and it might be a deeper level than you're aware of, that's fine. But on some level, just so that you know, this is the fact. On some level, you are holding yourself back from it. Okay? You've probably heard, um, you know, people talk about how, you know, the universe is benevolent and wanting to give to you and how, you know, if you get out of your own way, you know, there's abundance in everything you need. And you probably rolled your eyes. And for honestly, a lot of years, I rolled my eyes too. Turns out that actually is accurate. (laughs) However... A lot of times it's not that useful to hear because you do get in your way so profoundly that you, that doesn't help you stop. Do you know what I mean? But just so you know, as a fact, that is actually accurate. So when you do get out of your way, and I mean hardcore, subconsciously, in your body, you know, enti- entirely on a cellular level, life changes for you a lot. Okay? Women start being attracted to you. People start being drawn to you. Um, and so, and so it's, it's a very powerful thing. So ways in which we get on our own way, uh, getting into your head is a big one. 
okay? When we go into our head, and, and this is a very popular defense, this kind of defense um, keeps us from being in the moment. And, and that is the purpose of a defense. So that's not a bad thing, okay? Defenses protect us. They kept you alive when you were a child. Yes, I understand you don't think that your life was threatened when you were a child, or maybe you do. Most people would be like, my life was never threatened when I was a child. Yes, I understand that. However, from the child's perspective, right, that is what your experience was. At some point, you got scared enough that you thought that you might die. And it could just be that your parents left the room and didn't hear you crying, and you thought they would never come back right? It can be that simple. And so, and so, so we, we develop these defenses. Okay, I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm never ever going to rely on someone else because they'll leave me. And then the underlying belief forms, people will leave me. And so you grow up assuming people will leave you, believing so profoundly on a deep, deep, deep level that people will leave you. And so people will (laughs) forever. People will um, seem like they're going to stay and then leave. People will um, look like they like you and then leave. People will actually like you and then leave. It doesn't matter. You will make that true. You are a very, very powerful being. You just don't know how you work. So you don't understand that you're powerful. You don't understand that you can create this so beautifully. It's like you're sitting in uh, the driver's seat of one of the most powerful, magical, badass sports cars you've ever, like that's ever been created but you have no fucking clue how it works. So you're like, all right, gas. Oh, God, my I went too hard because I don't understand how much gas to put on. And so my head went back and now I've got whiplash and man, that hurt. And so, okay, then you associate the gas pedal with a hurt neck, right? You just don't understand that like, okay, well, this is, maybe it's really sensitive. And so maybe just a little bit, little bit of gas, right? Or you slam the brakes and you didn't realize, you know, or you have no idea how to work the radio. So you're like, oh, I guess there's no music in life. It's like, no, no, you just don't know how to work the radio. You just don't know. It's okay. Nobody's taught you how to use your instrument. I want to teach you how to use your instrument. How to use your vehicle that you're here in, in this human life. I want to show you how it works. And once you see how it works, the sky is the goddamn limit, okay? There is nothing that you can't do. I'm speaking very intentionally here. This is true. There is nothing that you cannot do, okay? Remember, you're driving one of the most powerful, amazing, magical, badass, vehicles that's ever been created. It's amazing. But you're a little confused about the steering, so you keep bumping into things, right? You don't know how to work the radio, so you don't think there's any music. And um, there's probably, a, you know, you can't understand why you can't go faster, but you don't know where the sports, you know, the boost is. And, and so we're all kind of crashing into each other and bumbling about in our sort of human lives. And really, we've got at our fingertips this extraordinary piece of machinery. But any extraordinary piece of machinery is useless if it doesn't have um, a trained operator, right? So you're on autopilot. You're, you're bumbling from left. You're, you know, you keep going left until you hit a wall. And then you go, oh, I guess I won't go left anymore. And then you go right. And it's like, you're, you're bumbling around trying to figure it out and, and you have no fucking owner's manual. This is the owner's manual for life. This is it. This is why you keep hitting things and, and, and you don't realize why, right? This is why you're searching for things and you can't seem to find them. It's not that you can't find them. There's nothing wrong with you. 
There's nothing wrong with you. Even if you're like a total asshole, there's nothing wrong with you. You just think you need to be an asshole in order to survive, in order for people to like you, in order for you to be powerful, in order to win, whatever it is that you think you need to do. You're reading the wrong owner's manual or you're not reading one at all. You're like, I don't need that shit. I'll just keep driving along and hitting things. You know, and then you run into a curb because, I don't know, there's, you know, your, your, your windshield is blocked. And you're like, oh, I can, I can figure out where I'm going. You're like, oh, oh, I hit something. I'll try a left. Okay, yep, that seems to be, yep, nope, there's a curb. All right, I'm going to go right. It's like, oh man, the wear and tear that you put on your machine that way. You know, the, the damage that you cause, the pain that you go through. Whereas if you just read an owner's manual and you're like, oh shit, all right, I can do this. And like, as I said in the beginning of the episode, like it takes some balls to do this. It's not for the faint of heart. I don't want, I don't want to downplay it. And that's fair. Okay. But once you do, and not but, when you say but, the reason I corrected myself there is you negate everything else that you said previously in the sentence. So if you're like, oh, my mom's amazing. I really love her, but she's always, you know, trying to get me to come visit but negates everything you said previously. I love her, but I don't really because I, you know, she always wants me to come visit, right? So just be aware of that. So the, the proper response or the, the more true way of saying it is, man, I really love my mother. And, you know, she's always trying to get me to come visit. That's irritating. Something like that, right? So you're, it's not that you don't love her because she's trying to get you. It's that you love her and this is the truth, okay? The truth can be... Um, can be multifaceted. So yes, yeah, so you've got this, this, you know, incredible machine. And if you learn the owner's manual and you learn how to use it and you know every knob and button, oh man, you're doing fucking Formula One, right? You are in there. You're, you know, you're throwing the, the parking brake on and squealing around corners and, and it's precise and it's agile. And those people really win at life. They really win at life. They win that race. And it's not that life's a competition. I just mean they get what they want. That's how you win at life. You get what you want, <laughs> right? Whatever your version of success is, it's something that you want. So when you get that, that's winning, right? So really powerful shit. This is the owner's manual. That's what this podcast does. That's what I teach here. How to how to operate your machinery on every level, okay? So these defenses, this is, this is step one, right? And I, and I cover this from a lot of different angles from this whole, uh, in this whole podcast. And yes, you know, it's, again, it's geared toward dating, but it's not really about that because your problems with dating aren't really around dating, right? They're deeper than that. They're life problems that are showing up in, your, in the dating world, right? So, you know, getting in your own way. You're, you, you get in your own way when you haven't read the owner's manual, right? So you get into your head, right? What does that look like? It looks like overthinking, okay? Overthinking is a really popular defense um, because it's easier to think than to feel. And when I say easier, sorry, that was a little inaccurate. It's not that it's easier. It feels better in the moment. In other words, we, um, when feelings get uncomfortable, remember, defenses only happen when you start feeling overwhelmed or afraid, right? Everything's fine. You're having lunch and then a wildly attractive woman walks into the restaurant and suddenly you're anxious. That's interesting. She just walked in the door, but suddenly you're anxious. Oh God. Oh man. Oh, there she, okay. Oh, I want to talk to her. I will not go talk to her because she's definitely going to say no because I'm not good. And it's like, whoa, this whole world of shit started happening. So when that fear comes in, right? Fear of disappointment, fear of rejection, uh, fear of, you know, her not approving of you, then it's, it's difficult to feel those emotions. So what we do instead is we start thinking, okay? When you're thinking, you're out of your body. You're not present. You're not fully present, okay? 
with few exceptions, but especially in this type of situation, overthinking without a doubt, okay? So, so in order to avoid feeling, right, those uncomfortable feelings, we go into our mind and we think about it. Oh, well, she would never want me anyway. Yep, you're right, definitely. Yep, because we're terrible. Okay, great. And that's a little conversation. That's not a feeling. The feeling is, right? But that's uncomfortable. We don't want to feel that. So let's think about it instead. I don't want to feel rejection, so I'm going to think about why I'm being rejected instead. Which leads us to the next, the next way that we get into our heads, overanalysis. I'm just going to analyze the shit out of this situation <laughs> until I can, I've figured it out. Right, I'll get on the phone with guys who are, who are interested in working with me and they're like, oh, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to figure it out. Are you? And by this point, I've asked them how long this problem has gone on and usually it's since childhood. Right, oh, women have rejected me. I'm having a hard time I'm on dating sites. I don't know what to do. Okay, cool. How long has this problem gone on? Oh, you know, there's a few years. Okay, so before that, you had no problem with women whatsoever? Oh, well, I mean... No, I mean, women were rejecting me. Oh, man, boy. Yeah, high school. Oh, okay. So before high school, you had no problem with women? Uh, no, no. I remember it happening in elementary school. Ah, uh, okay. So how many years? Like 30. That's what it usually comes down to. 15, 30 years. It's a long time to have one problem. Read the owner's manual. Okay? So overanalysis. If you haven't figured it out, in 15 to 30 years, or six months, or a year, by the way, then you're not going to. Don't wait for it. Don't wait for it. Don't keep trying to figure it out. Don't keep banging your head against a wall with no solution. Get help. Work with someone. Get other ideas. You need to get access to these lower, deeper levels to figure out what these beliefs are, or you're going to keep spinning your wheels. You're going to keep what I call them being on the mental hamster wheel. Okay? So overanalysis is huge. Why are you overanalyzing? Because you don't want to feel. You don't want to be vulnerable and it's easier to think. So another way that we get into our head, okay? Self-doubt. Oh man, guys, this is a killer. By the time you're doubting yourself, uh, it's just a whole, it's like a, it's like, um, uh, like a snowball, right? It snowballs, right? Um, once you, you know, you, you doubt yourself, your, your confidence gets shaken. You start feeling anxious. You start feeling afraid and you start projecting into what they're going to think and what they're going to say. All of this is based on absolutely nothing. It's in the future. You don't know what she's going to say. But if you decide ahead of time, you've definitely slanted the cards against you. <laughs> You've in favor of what you've decided is going to happen, which is usually against you. So low self-confidence, anxiety, fear, all of this follows self-doubt. It kind of unplugs you from yourself. And if you think about it, why are you even doing that? Right? You're deciding she doesn't like you. Why? You haven't even asked yet. You like yourself so little that you just assume that because someone's aesthetically appealing, because someone's pretty, that they have more value than you do. You're valuing their opinion over yours. And that's the next way that we get in our own way. Okay? We prioritize, by prioritizing the female's opinion of you over your opinion of you. Huge, guys. Why would you do this? You don't even know her. She could be a horrible person. Like, horrible person. She could be one of those awful bitches who, like, judge everybody and, um, and are, are needlessly cruel and totally vapid and vacant and on YouTube all the time. And, you know, I don't know, they make makeup tutorials on YouTube and that's their idea of a job, right? I mean, I'm sure there's one or two probably lovely people who make makeup tutorials, but I watched, watched a couple and I just have the impression they're all terrible people. <laughs> I don't mean that to be unkind. I just mean that, you know, the, the, the women who tend to be very, what a lot of guys say, beautiful are, are heavily made up and are wildly insecure and are covering it with uh, an outward sense of, uh, of, of beauty, right? Of trying to 
um, create a sense of beauty, right? So these, she, she could be a, a terrible person, but all she's done is walked in to the room and you are afraid that she will reject you, which A, means you're deciding that you're not worth um, uh, accepting, right? That you're worthy of rejection. And B, indicates that she is somehow better than you. You see what I mean? Because if you didn't think that she was better than you, then you wouldn't worry about her rejection. You wouldn't care. You'd be like, oh, I don't really want her anyway. You don't know if you want her or not. You just know that you're attracted, right? You might want her. Now, of course, there's other, there's other levels here as well, right? There's evolution. Your body wants to breed. You want to mate with her, okay? That's automatic. You gentlemen know what I'm talking about. As soon as she walks in, you're like, oh, hello. Okay, all right. I'm interested, right? That's fine. Every cell in your body is telling you to breed with a woman with good birthing hips who, you know, who will produce strong children. We're doing the same thing in, in, our, um, in our different way, right? In our own way. But when you prioritize the female's opinion of you over your own opinion of you, what happens is you give away your power, okay? You decide that her opinion of you is worth more than your opinion of you. Why? Why would that be? Right? You don't even know her. Now, it's possible she's won a Nobel Peace Prize, in which case, great, maybe her opinion is more valuable than yours. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not. It's not. Even that kind of thing, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding here, because, because even, you know, outward accomplishment does not give an opinion value on this type of level. You know, on an education level, right? She's got PhDs. Oh, she's smart. Okay, fair. But for but on, on this level, we're talking about matters of worth, right? Someone with a Nobel Peace Prize is not worth more on a fundamental level than someone who has not, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes here, but, um, but this, is, this, is, this is really important because when you give your power away, you, you, put, you put the not only the, 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 let me rephrase. You give them the power over validating you, but you also give them the power of your own, over your own happiness. You're giving them the power over your own happiness. You're giving them the power to make you unhappy, in other words, but you're also giving them the responsibility of your happiness. Now, just by virtue of her walking in and you being like, oh my God, she would never want me. You've now um, uh, made it her responsibility to make you happy. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? Like now, what she says validates you or does not validate you. So her, you've, you've handed her responsibility for your happiness. Now, now it's on you to like me, so you better like me because otherwise I'm going to be sad. And I'm going to feel rejected and that's going to be your fault. You see what I mean? So by giving her the power, you're not only handing away the, the reins to your own happiness, which is fucking insane, because again, she might be a terrible person, you know, but you're also giving her the, you're also putting that onto her responsibility-wise, which puts pressure on her. So even if you do approach that wildly attractive woman, right, if, if you're, if you're allowing your happiness to be dictated by her response to you, then it's a lot of pressure on her. A, it's not, you're, it's not good for you to give that away because that's your power. This is, this is your validation. Only you can validate yourself. And then B, even if we take that piece out, now there's pressure on her. This is an interaction that hasn't even started yet and there's already pressure for her to make you happy. So you can see how intricate this gets, right? We're only, she's just walked in the door and this is, this is all happening, right? Owner's manual. You need an owner's manual, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so when you, um, and so when you uh, give away your power in that way, it's, in, it's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly impactful, okay? And so what it does is it feeds into self-doubt, right? You've given away your power. 
You've given it to her, despite the fact that you don't even know her, right? And this is the case whether you're three dates in, too. You still don't really know her. I'm not saying that you can't fall in love in, in three dates. You can do it in less. I've done it in less. Um, however, giving away your power is a thing. It's like, you don't, you, you know, that, that should just never be done. You could be married for 20 years and that shouldn't be done, okay? Because when you, when you do that, you allow someone, you give someone the power to hurt you. And this is different than just being vulnerable in a relationship, right? It's not like you may not ever get hurt in a relationship. Of course, you're almost guaranteed will, right? I would just accept that as a reality. But this is different. This is you being like, oh boy, I sure hope you like me. What if you don't like me? Oh God, if you don't like me, I'm just gonna have another rejection and see I'm right. And oh man, right? You got to pull that in and stand up on your own two feet. It's like, boy, I sure like that woman. I hope she likes me. If not my day is still going to be okay, right? For an intro date, that's where you should be. If there's more weight than that on her, be aware of that because that's going to be sabotaging you, okay? And all this happens energetically um, and psychologically. Um, So this feeds into the self-doubt, okay? You've given away your power. It's it's, it's like, oh man, you tell me. If, If you tell me you like me, then I'm worth knowing. If you don't, then oh, I don't, I don't even know if I am worth knowing, right? Too much pressure. Um, and it eats away at your confidence, okay? You keep giving it away. She doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. it that's not, that's not a, a gift, right? It's not like, oh, I'm honoring her by valuing her opinion so much. You're not. Uh, valuing someone else's opinion and giving away your power are two different things. We might say, in fact, that honoring someone's opinion would be the, um, the aligned uh, movement. Oh, I, I, really, I really care what you think about me and, uh, or, or about me or about you know, this thing that I do. And, and if you don't, then I might consider changing it. That's fine. That's not giving away your power. What, what you're doing when somebody walks in and you're deciding that if she doesn't like you, that your, your day is ruined or you're just letting your day ru- be ruined whether you ask her you know, if she likes you or not, is you're, you're putting the power of your happiness um, outside of yourself. And so you're, you're deeply vulnerable. So that's the, that's the distorted version of I value your opinion. Okay, so these are not, they're, they're, not the, they're, they're the same thing, but one's distorted and one's not. Does that make sense? Uh, it's okay to value other people's opinions. I don't mean be one of those people who's like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks because that's also a defense. Okay, that's not confidence. Um, we all care what each other thinks. That's okay. The difference is the amount of of weight that you put on it on such an on such a young interaction. She remember she just walked in the door, and we've we're already in this this big um, you know drama of uh, of fear and emotion. Okay, so um, and we'll talk about how um, about how to. Uh, uh, what what the solution is for this moving forward. Also, another, um, if this topic interests you, you would, um, I would highly recommend checking out the episode on healthy masculinity. It's about how to stand in your power in a really positive um, and powerful way. Um, and, and that's probably the most useful thing I could possibly teach. Okay. Um, so it eats away at your confidence. The more this happens, the more you give yourself away, the more you prioritize some random female's opinion of you over your own opinion of you, right? That's the distortion. That it gives a piece of you away and you give more and more pieces of you away until you start feeling like shit all the time. Okay? You got to take those pieces back. I'm a fantastic person. I love me. I sure hope you love me too. But either way, I love me. Okay? That's the, that's the aligned place. And FYI, that's the most attractive place you can be. Okay. So, um, so that's the, when you prioritize a female's opinion of you over your own opinion of you. This also, I will say, um, feeds into the nice guy thing. And I've got a great episode on, on nice guys and exactly why nice guys seem to finish last, but how that's actually uh, a myth. It's actually bullshit. Um, but it does seem to be the case. I understand that. Um, so I have a a couple of episodes, I think, where I explain in detail why it is that Nice guys seem to get walked on more than other guys. Um, 
and um and prioritizing the female's opinion of you over your own opinion of you is is one of those things it's like oh I'll, I'll just allow myself to get walked on right i know guys who have gone to dates and she's more than uh, an hour and a half late gentlemen she's not there in 20 minutes get back to your day what you doing no 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 she doesn't get to walk all over you because she's beautiful and you love her I don't care if you've been married 20 years. She doesn't get to walk all over you because you're, she's beautiful and you love her. You don't get to walk all over her just because that's the way it's always been or because she lets you. That's a dick move on either part, hers or yours, okay? You take responsibility for your own happiness. You facilitate your own happiness and allow her to have hers. There needs to be a lot of space in relationships because... A healthy relationship that lasts, that sustains, is one where two individuals come together as whole people. So you are there responsible for your own happiness and, um, and complete in yourself as much as possible. You're on your path. You're doing your thing, right? And then she's there and you give her space to be her own person. Now, you can't make her be her own person. All you can do is leave her the space to do so. But what you can do, and this is the important part, is that you can take responsibility for your own, okay? And you can stop taking responsibility for hers. So if you are in a relationship or if you're dating and you tend to get into the dynamic where you attract sort of um, needy women or women who... um, who have a hard time really taking care of themselves. Like there's a lot of drama and they kind of can't really handle their own lives and things like that. Then you may come in as the rescuer and take it from me, gentlemen. I get it. That feels great. (laughs) That feels great. It feels great to be needed. It feels great to save people. Look, I'm, I'm a coach. Okay. I'm a healer. I can do incredible magic and help people change their lives in profound ways. And I have been like that since I was a kid, right? I didn't have all the techniques and stuff when I was a kid, but that was my natural gift. And when we, when we have def- defenses, we distort our natural gifts, okay? And we get good at them because we practice our defenses all the time. And so the distortion of the healer is, oh, here, come, I'll, I'll save you. I'll fix you. So I was always around people who needed to be saved who needed to be fixed. And I loved it. I felt so needed, but they didn't last. You know, it couldn't last. Um, because it's not, it's, it's, I, I wasn't, I wasn't being fulfilled, right? I was fulfilling the other, or I was saving or rescuing. And although I am a healer, that's not, I don't rescue people. Even now, I don't rescue people. I'm going to read you the owner's manual. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to fix yourself right? I'm just going to show you what you're doing and how you work and you can take it from there. And that's what I do. And that's all you need. You don't need to be rescued. You are a very powerful being. It might feel that way. And being, you know, learning the owner's manual may feel like you're being rescued, right? Um, and that's fine. But I, I'm, I'm not. For me to say that you need me to come in and rescue you is disempowering to you right? It indicates that you can't do it on your own. Indicates that you need me. And yeah, it may seem like you need me. You certainly need the guidance. You certainly need the owner's manual. I happen to know how to, uh, you know, I happen to have the owner's manual, right? I've trained in this for a long time. Um, I'm pretty good on the owner's manual. But that's not the same as me needing to come in and fix you. There's nothing wrong with you. I just need to show you how you're fucking yourself up. Okay? That's a very different thing. So, um, so okay, so how else do we get in our own way? Um, being afraid of life is a really big one. Um, attaching to results of an interaction is one way that this happens. Um, I'm going to ask her out. And if she says, no, I'm going to be proven right. See, nobody wants me. Uh, who's winning, gentlemen, in that interaction? Who's winning? What's the purpose of that? Um, 
you know, you're just you're just going out there to to prove yourself right. And what's what is right about in that interaction is making you miserable. So do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Because if you want to be happy, you need to be willing to be wrong. It's very important. You know, if you come in to work with me and you say, don't worry, I've got this all figured out, I'm going to go, all right. And that's going to be the end of the call. (laughs) Because if you don't think you've got anything to learn, then you're just going to keep getting what you've always gotten. And if that makes you happy, that's great. But if you've hired me, chances are you want to see some change in your life which means you, by definition, have to be okay to be wrong because the way that you're doing it, i.e. the way that you think is right um, or the way you see things or whatever it is that you, you, know, you feel is, is really right isn't working for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? You wouldn't be working with me. And so, um, and so when you attach to a result of interaction, there you are. See, can you see how there you are placing your happiness in her hands? Oh man, she better say yes. This one better work. Okay. Even if you don't go in with something that, you know, a thought that's that kind of uh, aggressive as as my tone was kind of indicating there. If you go in and you, um, you're like, oh man, I'm I'm not attached. Whatever is, is fine. And then you come out and you're, and she says no, and your day is ruined. That indicates there was an attachment. You had an expectation because it didn't get met. Some expectation didn't get met. Does that make sense? And if, and if, so if there's disappointment, that indicates there was an expectation that, that, that failed, right? And so that's a major thing. And so how is this really being afraid of life? Um, don't be afraid of, of rejection. It's going to happen. It's like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, don't be afraid of failure or what you think failure is. Something doesn't work. Okay, great. Fix it and redo it. Iterate. Fail faster. That's what Steve Jobs said, right? He's very, very smart. This is not about not failing. (laughs) This is about failing faster. Fail faster. Get going. That didn't work. Great. Fix it. Try it again. Okay? That's what business is like. You've got to be able to get to that point. So, um. So if you're if you're if you fear rejection, you won't ever approach. Right? If you fear failure, you won't ever try. If you um if you fear, you know, one kind of interaction or another kind of interaction, it's like just assume that's gonna happen. I have people in my in my program who won't um who don't even really want to date because they're afraid of hurting her feelings down the road. Spoiler alert, you're gonna. Best case scenario, you're gonna hurt her feelings down the road because that means you're in a long and lasting relationship and then you're guaranteed to hurt her feelings down the road. Yes, that is a thing that will happen. Take a deep breath. Okay, tolerate that, right? Tolerate that feeling that you might, in fact, hurt her feelings. And that maybe consider the possibility that she might love you anyway. Consider the possibility that she's okay with her feelings being hurt because it's worth it to be in a relationship with you. Consider the feeling, consider the possibility that she's not demanding perfection, but maybe you are. Consider the possibility that if she's demanding perfection, she's not the right one for you. Consider the possibility that she, as well as you, want an experience, a relationship that is the full gamut of life, that runs the whole gamut, that is, um, that is deep and rich and uh, passionate and playful and fun and difficult and struggling and, and committed. And that, you know, she, as much as you, wants someone who will stay there and stay connected and communicate through all of that. That's the experience of life, the ups and the downs. What are you going to do with it, right? You're going to fail. Whatever you define that as, you're going to fail. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Redefine failure. It's only a failure if you stop. That's another entrepreneurial hit, you know, tip there. 
Yes, if you quit, we will consider that a failure. If not, it's just another iteration. Oh, that didn't work. Fix it. Try again. Right? So being afraid of life, don't don't walk on eggshells. Let your voice be heard. If you're someone who speaks in a small voice, who isn't who assumes that what he has to say is not important, is not relevant, who assumes that he doesn't, you know, that people don't want to hear what he has to say. These are the type of things, these are the type of people that are afraid of, of life, of really living. Practice speaking up. Practice presencing yourself in a conversation. Chances are, and it may not be like this at first, you got to get, you got to get a little momentum. Chances are the people that you're around want to hear from you. That's why they're around you. And even if they don't, you're here and you deserve to be here on the planet. Put your feet on the ground. Squarely. Stand in your power. Let yourself feel the emotions, the, the human life that are here. This is very, very, very important. Being afraid of life is a huge way of getting in your own way. Okay, so step by step, stand on your feet. In situations where you let yourself disappear, or you let people, or you say yes when you really want to say no, when your body is saying no, say no with your words. This is men and women big time. If your body says no, say no. Some friend asks you to go to a concert. You don't really want to go. The answer is no. If you assume that if you say no to that, they will think that you don't love them, check your assumptions. Or check it out with reality. Ask them, hey, would you be mad if I said no? Or, hey, listen, I love you so much. I would love to spend time with you, but I'm not really feeling this concert thing. Great. Done. So saying no to a person does not necessarily mean that you do not love them. Be aware if you think that's the case. Okay? Don't walk on eggshells. Say no. Speak your truth when the answer is no. When the answer is yes, say yes and jump in. Right? If that feels like too much, put a toe in. But stand on your feet. Speak speak your truth. Say who you are. Let yourself be presenced here on the earth. You have a right to be here. The statement, I am here. I have a right to be here. This is me. I am here. These kinds of statements that is what is really powerful for people who are resonating with this kind of this kind of thing. Okay? So, let's come back to the art of effortlessness. So, what do you um what can you do, right? Be aware of any shoulds that you're carrying. Okay? Anytime you think that you should be some other way or sh- somebody would like you more if you were some other way, or you should be more handsome, or you should be thinner, or you should be fitter, or you should be younger, um, or you should be in a bigger city, or, you know, there's fundamentally something wrong with you. You should be some other way. Check all of that, okay? Here's how. Consider the following possibility. What if you were, are, exactly as you are supposed to be? What if you are perfect in every way and you're sitting in the driver's seat, in the cockpit of a stunning vehicle, a stunning piece of machinery, the exquisiteness of which you can't even know yet, and you just don't know how to operate it properly? Consider that possibility. To sit in that possibility takes away every single should. There is no should left. If you can really sit there, not tell yourself you're there, but like sit in it in your body. What if this were true? What would I feel like in my body? How would it feel? Not what would I think or not what would I think I would feel. Let yourself feel it in the moment. When you're like, oh, what do I feel? Oh, I feel like she's gonna, that's not a feeling. I feel like is not a feeling. I feel happy, sad, bad, mad, scared, right? Very clear, very simple. Let yourself feel 
in your body. I am here. Okay. Um, second way of the art of effortlessness, reprioritize. Reprioritize your validation. Give it to yourself. You decide that you are the best fucking thing since sliced bread. Okay. Not into arrogance, just into self-appreciation. How do you do this? Focus on the things that you do well. Find one. Don't sit here and tell me there aren't any. That's untrue. Find it. Maybe you have a child that you did great with. Maybe you're just proud that you made a child that was pretty cool. Maybe you did something in college that was great. Maybe one time you stopped and you helped somebody with their groceries. Okay? Whatever it is that you do really well, are you kind? Are you loving? Are you contemplative? Are you artistic? Are you creative? Are you loving? Are you the type of person your friends come to for help? Are you the, the, the type to help others? Right? Are you good at asking for help? That's a really good skill. Um, are you great at communing with nature? Are you great at being spiritual? Um, are you great at standing up for people, at fighting? Right? Fighting for what's right. And so find what's great about you and focus on that and your whole, um, your whole body will shift. You'll sit up a little taller. Right? You got a little more confidence. Your heart will open. You'll feel better. Okay. This is the attitude that you come into an interaction with a woman like, I'm awesome. Hi, I like you. And now someone who's awesome likes her. Oh, hold on. Now I'm listening. Now I'm paying more attention. Okay. Next secret to the art of effortless accept where you are. Okay. Doesn't mean don't put effort into, into changing or being more authentic or, you know, being better, whatever that means for you. But accept where you are. Don't, um, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. Self-judgment is one of the most complete forms of self-sabotage. It really, you know, self-judgment, it's like, so what do I mean here? I mean, um, beautiful woman walks in you, you feel um, afraid to approach and then you sit there and chastise yourself about how afraid you are to approach. Oh God, what's wrong with you? Or absolutely, she would never want you, okay? Now you're not only afraid of approaching, but now you feel like shit because you're afraid of approaching. Here's how this works. You cannot solve the fear of approaching until you allow yourself to be afraid of approaching right? You can't solve the fear of approaching while you're, while you're judging it, while you're negating it in a way, okay? Um, God, I can't believe you're afraid to approach. That causes you to not accept the fact that you're afraid of approaching. The reality of the situation is, I'm afraid to approach. Okay. Let's assume there's a really good reason for that, right? Let's assume that um, there's something going on, even if it's out of your awareness, that's making it really scary for you to approach. And let's just honor that in the sense of, um, I'm not sure why I'm afraid to approach, but I definitely am. Maybe some self-forgiveness there. And as you do that, even in that small way, you stand in your power. You know what? I'm afraid, but I'm okay with that. Right now, Approaching is a little too much for me. This is where I am. And bam, self-acceptance. Okay? You've taken your power. Yep, I'm afraid. I'm okay with that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay? Now, you're present in that way, in the moment. Okay? Even though you're scared, that's okay. Fear happens. Fear is not the problem. The problem is the perpetuation of fear and the, the judgment around fear. And so gradually, as you... Um, as you accept where you are in these deep levels, oh, oh, I overthought again. Yep, I could have approached and I didn't because I was overthinking. I see that now. Okay, next time I'd like to do something else. That's the reality of the moment. That's the reality of the situation. So when you name the reality just exactly as it is, that's acceptance. From that place, ah, now we can make change. And from that place begins the journey into the art of effortlessness. 
into the place where you can be who you are effortlessly, effortlessly, peacefully, confidently, powerfully, and attract the right people for you. Attract from a place of authenticity, of self-love, of confidence. This is the goal. My name is Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me. As I mentioned uh, on the call, I do an eight-week program where I help people learn to do exactly this. It is powerful. It is life-changing. There is not one single person who has joined my group uh, and done the work with me and come out the same person they went in, okay, by a long shot. So if this is something you want to work on and you are ready and you want the truth regardless of what it takes to get there, then please reach out to me any way you can and I'd be happy to get on the phone with you. So this is The Art of Attraction. Feel free to download, uh, subscribe, share it with anybody you think might be useful. This work uh, might be interested. This work is so useful. It's so powerful. I've never found anything like it in a lifetime of looking. And, um, and this, is, this is where it's at. This is the owner's manual. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.